You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today, I'm talking about six common problems with data visualizations and, of course, how you can overcome them. So, now some music. As you know, I'm a really, really big fan of data visualizations because they help people to understand data much faster. And I'm speaking here more about the figures that actually tell a story, not so much about data visualization that helps to explore data where you want to find patterns into data. So, listen to this episode. These are the things that really, really I see very, very often across the board. By the way, there is also really good PSI special interest group about data visualization. Check that out on the PSI homepage at psiweb.org. There you can learn all about the different things around PSI, what PSI does. You doesn't need to become a PSI member to join this special interest group. But of course, there's a lot of great things that are happening around PSI anyway. By the way, PSI is also helping me with this podcast. So head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and maybe become a PSI member today. What are the big problems that I see all the time in terms of data visualization? The first is there's no data visualization at all. People just rely on a table. And the most common reason I hear for this is I don't have time for this. Now, what I hear when someone says I don't have time is actually this is not a priority for me. Now, priority depends very much on reward, expectations, and things like that. If your supervisors, if your more senior management doesn't take that as something important, then that's not rewarded. Very often people always also will think, well, as a statistician, it's not my job. That's a job by, done by medical writing or, or someone else. But really, they can do kind of the, the usual things like maybe a bar chart or maybe even a forest. But all the things that rely on patient-level data, it will be really, really hard for any medical writer. And also, do you really want to leave it to the medical writers to tell the story around your data? Control that process. Work proactively. It's also very often that it's no time because the processes are very, very hard. If you try to follow the same processes that you have for tables, for data visualizations, of course it's hard. A table you can rather easily pre-specify and make very, very crisp, okay, this standard table and we put the numbers in there. That doesn't work for 
very good high quality data visualizations. For good data visualizations, you will always need to adapt a couple of different things. Of course, you can have, let's say, your standard ones laid out, those that get somewhere in an appendix and things like that. But for something that you want to present to Wall Street, to upper management, at a conference, or in a publication, you need to have something that looks really, really good. And that is always based on lots of iterations and improvements. So don't use the same processes that you have for tables for data visualizations. You need to have a much higher frequency, a much higher speed of kind of getting feedback. It needs to be co-created with the audience in mind. The next problem that I very often see is that people don't take the context into account. So this is problem number two. Whenever I run my data visualization workshops, and if you go to these then you, uh, in the future, then you will probably not fall into this trap, but about 95% of the statisticians fall into this trap that I have at the beginning of my workshops. So I give a data table to the participants and then ask them to visualize that. And if they need any further information, they can just ask. Rarely someone asks about things like, who is the audience? How will it be presented? What is the key story here? What is the most important part of the, of the data that we actually want to talk about? And these are really, really important things. Yeah. Figure that goes into a dossier, a report, a paper where people can look at it. If they found for hours, that can be much more complex, detailed, uh, sophisticated. A figure that is shown on a slide for 30 seconds at a conference needs to be simple, super simple. You can't have kind of three lines of, four, of footnotes on that. It needs to be crisp and clean. Also, imagine you present that in some kind of interactive way on a smartphone, on a desktop, or at a conference, on a touchscreen. You need to take that into account. You can't just kind of take the same thing and copy it over. That doesn't work. But I see it all the time. Something is produced for a clinical study report and then copied and pasted over into presentations. And that only leads to someone else picking it up and correcting it manually. Look into the material that is used for promotions. Is that exactly what is in the figures uh, in the, or in the tables, in the manuscripts, in the CSR? Mostly not, because there are experts. The marketing people, the salespeople, they want to have that really, really crisp and clean. They produce usually very good quality graphics. You can learn a lot from them. But of course, if you give it directly to them, then you can also ensure that it's done right from a statistical point of view and you get much bigger quality and you can also provide with 
patient level figures that they actually can't work on. Question or problem number three is lack of testing with the target audience. So I've once had an interview with Alberto Cairo and if you scroll back in, in the podcast, he's a famous data visualization guru and the podcast with him is one of the most downloaded uh, episodes actually. Even he sometimes creates data visualizations that he then needs to start from scratch again after he has shown them to the audience. But of course, you only get that insight that it doesn't work well with the audience if you test it. So, and then you will see kind of all the different things that the audience expects. Let's say maybe in this specific audience, they have a specific association about what certain colors mean. Yeah, because they are associated with certain disease symptoms or with maybe certain brands that they are aware about that you may not think about. Maybe they are familiar with certain types of graphs or they have familiarity with certain types of concepts. You may even learn whether kind of your lines should go up or down. All these kind of different things. You can also test whether can easily explain the graphics or whether they are self-exploratory, uh, explanatory. So these kind of things are really, really important. You'll get that when you test them with the audience. Next problem that I very, very often see is number four. You start with an unclear message. This unclear message leads to a lot of confusion. Let's say you get asked to present the efficacy data for endpoint X for study Y in a figure. Now, what about this endpoint is so important? What do you really want to show? Do you want to show how, it, how fast it develops at the, at the beginning? how big the difference to placebo or the active comparator are. Is placebo actually relevant or is only the active comparator relevant? Are there certain time points that you want to bring home? Are there certain parts of the endpoints that you want to kind of emphasize? Do you want to look into, if it's a combined endpoint, into the components as well? If it's patient-reported outcome into the different items of it? Do you want to show patient-level data so that you can see how consistently the effective? All these kind of different things yeah, can be included in this very generic ask for providing a figure. And if you're not clear about this, then you will get conflicting feedback when you test it. Some will say, well, get rid of this. Others will say, add that. The next one will say, no, we need a bar chart instead of a line chart. And another person will say, but what about the subgroups? If you're not clear on what exactly you want to show, what exactly kind of the title is, yeah, having a telling title is always a great, great start and also helps you to get clear with in the team on what you really want to show. 
then you only then you can deliver a table that or a figure a figure that really crisply shows this message. Next problem. Problem number five. Trying to incorporate every comment. You will not get to a really good outcome if you try to please everybody. It is impossible. And also, you don't need to please everybody. You need to please those that are representative of the audience. And honestly, mostly these are non-statisticians. So if the other fellow statisticians say, oh, you need to add detail X, Y, and Z, maybe that is not the most helpful comment because more detail is usually not what the audience needs. So think about what are the most important comments, what are the most important remarks, what is the most important feedback that helps you to get things across. Don't take into account everything that's impossible. Try to come up with something that best helps you to convince the message and that best resonates with your target audience. Problem number six, using templates too much. Yes, I know everybody wants to standardize things. Everybody wants to make things faster. Everybody wants to make things easier and so on. But great explanatory data visualization don't follow templates. Yes, if you want to just put them into your CSR and the appendix, you can have templates and don't know, reproduce a certain figure 200 times. But the ones that you put in your manuscript, the ones that are very front and center in posters and presentations, you can't just go with a template. Alberto Cairo, I think, once said, if you can see with which software it was created, then it's probably not done well. Because then you just used some kind of template from a software and didn't think consciously about what exactly you want to show, how exactly the figure should uh, work. In my workshops, I start with pen and paper. And one of the reasons why I do this is then people think very intentionally about all these little things that they want to do. And they don't fall into the trap of using a template that might not be helpful for them. Maybe you wanted a specific form in there. Maybe you want to have specific colors in there. Maybe you want to have no grid lines or you want to have grid lines or whatsoever. All these different things you will only think about if you are consciously deciding all these different things. Yes, templates can make it faster, but usually don't lead to better results. So be really, really careful with using standard templates. Where looking into other graphs is really helpful is getting inspiration. How could you do it differently? And there's a lot of free content that I have about data visualization on the Effective Statistician homepage. So check that out. Look into our library, what we have there. 
also look into the visualization special interest group on their homepage. They have also a lot. One last thing. Gary and myself have also created a course that is called Winning with Words and Graphs, the Effective Statistician Presentation and Data Visualization Masterclass. That also speaks about how you can improve your data visualizations. So that is another thing you can check out. And from time to time, I'm organizing these workshops that I referred to in the episode today a couple of times. If you're on my email list, then you will get announcements regarding this as well. Also follow me on LinkedIn and best you press this little bell icon so that you get announcements as well. So check that out, sign in for the newsletter on the Effective Statistician homepage so that you don't miss these kind of opportunities. Thanks so much. That was a Hopefully a really, really good episode for you of not making these six mistakes, which were no visualization at all. The second thing, not taking the context in terms of who are you presenting to and which environment are you presenting and what is the key message that you want to present. Third problem was lack of testing with the target audience. Fourth problem was having an unclear message to start the design of. Fifth, trying to incorporate every comment and last, overusing templates. So avoid these six and you'll be far better than most of the other statisticians in terms of data visualization. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and her team at VVS who help with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.